see and hear Debbie there. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. So without further ado, Debbie, I know you are a woman of many talents and you're a wonderful singer-songwriter. And your latest single, which just came out last week, uh, it's called From the Why. What is the inspiration behind this song? Noreen, I felt this song, It's Time Had Come. I actually co-wrote it uh, back in 2017. Um, You may or may not know this, but I'm also a poet. So, you know, I I have a page on allpoetry.com and um, I belong to a forum of uh, these fantastic female poets. And one of them, her name is Jessica D, was going through a really bad space in her life where she had um, a fiance who had mental a mental illness um, and if you listen to the lyrics of the song it's like it's 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 very intense it's full of um, her experience of this relationship where you know she, she was at turns deeply in love and then deeply played if you will um, and then, but, you know, despite it all, they decided to get married um, and they had planned for the wedding and paid for it and all of it. And then her fiance committed suicide. So she was in that very dark place when she wrote the song and it's a, the, the poem and it's quite a lengthy poem. So I had to adapt it. Uh, and and uh, you know I created the composed the whole melody and the whole uh, song after it, but it took a bit of adaptation. But we kept the in the intent of the song, and there it sat in my um, uh, on my computer for all these years. Um, and then what happened was my own son went through and is still going through um, um, some mental health issues of his own as with many of the other youth in Hong Kong. He's 16. And, you know, um, it was then that I really felt the pain of the song. You, you know, it, it may not be as intense and he's still, he, he's, you know, we are helping him through it and he has a lot of support. Um, but then I resurrected the song and I thought, you know, it's time has come. And so that's what we did. It's been in the planning for the last uh, three or four months with the arrangement and the recording of it. And we released it on on Saturday. And how many hearts and people it will help by listening to some of these lyrics and to be able to to live through the the lyrics. Because like you said, it's been sitting on your computer and it's until somebody you love and care has been affected by mental health issues. And that's the truth. Anybody we know, even us ourselves, can be affected by it at any point of our our lives. Um, The the lyrics are really, yeah, I mean, they're so poetic also. And and you as a poet would be able to also appreciate that. When composing the melody, how easy or difficult is it to compose something with the lyrics already there? Um... It probably changes every time. No, you know, because as it happens, I'm a lyricist first and then um, a melody writer. So that's how you work anyway. That's how I work anyway. And, you know, so um, and and then I just get these melodies in my head. And and then I immediately pick my phone up because I'm computer. I'm sorry. I'm uh, music illiterate. I do not read or write. So I pick my phone up and thankfully I have my voice and then, you know, I record it and it goes through a few trial and, and, you know, errors, refinements. And then I work with really, really great musicians. So together we then 
you know, piece. Well, typically when I write, it will have the flow, the arrangements, the you know, the verses, the chorus, the bridge, and so on. But the way then it it's finessed, um, that I owe to my fantastic uh, music directors. That's amazing. So we heard about the inspiration behind From the Why, and we heard a little bit more about what it means to you. What about somebody going through life? What does this song mean? I think many families, when they're confronted, and I use that word because it really is, that's what it is, right? Because it's like, wow, how has this happened to me? When they're confronted by their own family members who have mental health issues, they don't know what to do. And um, there's a bridge part uh, in, in that, in From the White, and says, you know, my flame, I know the truth. Now you couldn't help yourself. You know, and I still love you. I think for people going through uh, mental health issues to know that we have their back, it's a struggle. But to know that um, we are trying to work our ways around it. And at the end of it, there's that understanding that this is not something you can wake up and say, you know, OK, I'm going to be better today. And believe me, I'm guilty of trying this. We all are, right? It's like, why? And I don't understand. Shove you know? it under the rug yeah. and continue life as yeah. as normal. But, you know, it's not. It, sometimes yeah. the, these feelings and emotions are really tough. And I can imagine, especially when it's somebody you love and care so deeply about. And sometimes we feel powerless to, because we want to help them. But the truth is, I think your love and support is really the I best think that's you can. the main thing because we are going through it ourselves, right? It's it's why is this happening? I don't understand why you think like this, you know. And 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 just can you read all these books and you all the, do all the self help and you know you're going to get better. And it's not as easy as that, right? And every day is a struggle. So, and it impacts families hugely because the whole place now is in turmoil. Everyone's in emotional turmoil. Absolutely. I mean, we've spoken on, on on this program, on my previous show, one, two, three show. We often talk about depression or, or mental health illnesses. We've spoken to women who've battled postnatal depression or even youth with, with depression. It's as if their brain, you know, our brain has been rewired in yeah. a way. And they can't just pull themselves out of it. It's impossible. It's the chemicals. It's the brain rewiring. Um, it's very complicated, but there is hope. I think so, addressing it is really such a great thing and acceptance. I, I think um, we there's also the social media issue and there's just too many negative influences. So, you know, I, and, and I may be simplifying, oversimplifying this, but when we read inspirational things and we read about people doing inspirational th things, you get inspired. So the opposite is also true, right? Um, and I think as a collective, we should agree on what is made available to people and what is not, especially our children. So, because it's almost like permission to go to that dark side. And once your brain gets wired that way, right, you're fed by the algorithms, uh, you know, and you, you think that that's okay. And not that you can help it, but maybe some things can be done much, much earlier on. Absolutely. You know, you bring up such a, a, a spot on point, Debbie, and it's true, the internet has these really dark 
weird algorithm. If you're watching something, say, I'll give you an example. You know, you can be watching an inspirational speech on TED about um, about women and education and poverty. And then all of a sudden it'll spin and you'll be looking at some really um, heavy stuff about mm. women facing poverty, children. And then it can the algorithm will then lead to something like domestic violence, abuse, and it just spirals down. Yes. I'm not saying these issues aren't important, but it may not be the original thing that you were watching. And, you know, YouTube and other social media have such a strange way of suggesting these videos. And you're right, it is a spiral. And to young minds, um, not just young minds, even I don't have a young mind, but, you know, it can be very suggestive and very susceptible. We all have young minds. (laughs) Yes, we all have young minds. And it can really affect, you know, your day to day mood. I I, I absolutely agree. And for the youth um, to be constantly fed this literal barrage of, uh, you know, some of the things I see that they're fed is um, is not inspirational, to say the least. Mm. So, you know, so just the issues with my son and it's still ongoing. And, you know, we, we are struggling with it. Uh, We have some good days. We have some bad days. He, he, it's, it's all about him really. Right. But um, it don't, even before that, I was participating in a youth forum with Kids for Kids, you know, and I was, uh, we, we did like a songwriting workshop. Uh, and I did a something called World Cafe where you go, you rotate through tables and write your thoughts down. And so many of the thoughts of these young children, uh, particularly girls, uh, and there were some males, but girls were very depressed. It and it was 2019, actually, and it dawned on me the, the state of um, the youth mindset in Hong Kong because I was, I had not seen it before, you know, and now I'm I'm actually going through it myself. Um, that's when uh, you know I met my really dear friend Fern. Shout out to Fern, uh, who said talk to Sky, uh, and maybe she can help. And so you know, with the Kelly support group. Um, and uh, and they actually got Joshua involved because he's an artist, you know, in in give, in doing some artwork uh, for the peninsula, um, and they, they collaborated <coughs> for the Mooncake Festival. So he did the postcard. Amazing. Uh, on it, I don't know whether you saw that, you know, that that was Joshua. Um, and then you know the uh, Cool Minds um, Mind Hong Kong did had an art um, uh, exhibition, and jo- you know Josh contributed about three um, pieces for it. So. That was my initial involvement and, you know, it sort of took him out of himself and saw that he was contributing to a bigger picture. And, and you it's know, so empowering when yeah. you give young people an opportunity to showcase their talents. It seems like, you know, you have a very artistic family. I think he's far more artistic than I am. <laughs> I have to, I have to say that that's the, that's the sad part, right? It's like you have so all our youth have so much to give, but they're bogged down by the homework um, and social media the pressure and oh. and the, and they what they think is the uselessness of it all mm. you know so how do we get them out of that and that's why you know the kelly support group um is doing some great work and people may not all know the resources that they ha- that they have access to Exactly. And and Debbie, you're also one of their uh, board of directors as well. You, you join them. So through them, you're able to help other youth also. That, that's a fantastic cycle. And I just want to say, by the way, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's so raw and, and it's about your family, about your son. Um, and I really hope our listeners out there, you know, if, if you've got a family member, if your child or if you're struggling, um, it, it's okay. And, and please do seek the help. There are resources out there. And, you know, you're not alone, re- really. 
Um, I think. 50 years ago, if you have a mental health illness, it feels like you have to keep it a secret for whatever reason. But these days, please don't keep it a secret. The more you talk about it, you'll find that actually there are many people who are struggling also, and there are resources out there. Um, every, every to, to your point, right, almost every parent I've talked to, literally 95%, or if not more, maybe the others are not admitting it, have a problem with their teenagers. They, they, they're dealing with something, but it's like the world's best kept secret. And so I've decided I'm just going to talk about it. You know, and then people were like, you know what, yeah. Debbie, me too. And and it's true. I think teenage years are tough as it is. Couple it with the pandemic also, and and I'm not saying that the pandemic has is a blame for everything, but it's true. It's been really tough for them to do online classes, then back to face. To, I mean, you would know you have a teenager. So what's the been the impact like for for young people? It, that's what kicked it off, actually. You know, it's it's the way the style of learning, um, the the lack of um, collaboration and face to face meetings with the with the kids. And my son is a gifted child on the visual spatial skills. He's on the ninety nine point nine percentile. We had him check. For him, it completely failed him, right? Because it was a lot of audio and not, and and he just was he disengaged. And I think that whole thing spiraled. But I just think how many other kids out there were impacted. Absolutely. And, you know, Hong Kong is not an easy place to do sort of um, online classes with the small apartments. And when there was working from home, um, I think, you know, parents' mental health were affected. Children's, young people's mental health were affected. It was yeah. just everybody piled on on top of each other. It's, it's very not tough. Great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really glad you're here to talk about it. Debbie, we're just coming up towards the 11.30 news. There's still so much to talk about. Are you able to stay on a little bit more uh, until after the 11.30 news? Maybe for another 10 minutes? Sure, Excellent. Sure. Then we can talk a little bit more about your magazine and your work. And we are live this morning on Facebook as well, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. We're just going to break for the 11.30 news. Um, so I'll keep the feed going. So if our listeners are joining Joining us on Facebook, it'll go to the news. Don't worry, uh, we're still there, and we'll continue just after the uh, the. Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday morning. That's right, we're talking about our mental well-being and we're marking World Mental Health Awareness Month uh, with Debbie Manners, who is an artist, a poet, a musician, a mum, a singer-songwriter, and she's here this morning to talk about her latest single, From the Why. We talked a little bit more about it just before the news break, and Debbie has uh, 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 shared her own story about her family and her son who's struggling uh, with a mental health illness and we were just talking a little bit more about how this is a, a, a best kept secret amongst many parents here in Hong Kong and perhaps in the world perhaps it's not really an issue that parents talk about Debbie why is that ah and wow. I'm sure by sharing it did a lot of parents come to you and say actually my child's got anxiety or my child is struggling totally. have, you, have you had that reaction I've totally had that you know it's it's like people are holding it to themselves this deep heartache and they can't actually share it um, even with communities who know them well um, Asia I mean Asia is such a hierarchical um, it's still a tiger tiger society where achievements and 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 you know 
scholastic intellectual achievements are everything right so any child that's not doing that you don't talk about that that's like you know um and then any family that's not overachieving you don't talk about that and then facebook doesn't help so there's this so I, I call facebook fake book yeah yeah people this, only share like you know the good things and and all of that puts pressure on parents yes. to to showcase their children in the best light uh, there is uh, you know and and there's so much under the surface that's going on that people can't talk about um so our communities i think need to be a lot more open they feel like they failed in some way but i think it's it's everything that's that's colluding to create this environment where our children are fearful of not achieving of not showing up and and parents themselves too you know it's it's just um uh, and you know then you also have society colluding to make sure that the have stay where they are and the have not stay where they are so it's it's that, that huge divide uh, that brings a sense of hopelessness as well to our kids how much do you have to try and fight and then especially if you're um in uh, underserved or disenfranchised uh, parts of the community you know i think it's it's far worse uh so i mean how long do you have to talk about yeah, why <laughs> i know i feel like this can spiral into a big topic yeah. and 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 it should yeah. it's a very important topic and i think you know i've also heard that um like you said academic achievement is you know paramount here in hong kong and i think sometimes with certain systems you're celebrating a lot of the achievements uh whereas you know there are kids who are struggling and i think then the emphasis is on them struggling um and that that's not helpful um you know yeah. by 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 having really great achievers compared to ones who are struggling um there shouldn't be a comparison everybody learns differently you know learning is lifelong you, you don't have to be you know top of the class right now it doesn't mean that you won't be top of the class in the future and it doesn't mean you don't have any talents in other areas of you life know, unfortunately the world will tell you that they grade people as you know that that's how the world works right it's they they select based on the best of something it's competitive um but we are there's many studies that show that being the best in class may may not be a predictor of your lifetime success there's Absolutely. many many other factors right and so i i think the way people are selected in um for for schools and for jobs should be more about the skills they bring rather than their academic results you know there's just so many things that need to change in the system absolutely uh, speaking of system um i i i heard and this is from a friend of mine who's a teacher um she knows her friend um has has a has a child who's 7 years old and he goes to a local school and uh, they come from a non-chinese speaking family but they're doing very uh, working very hard to learn chinese for example and i think they had a test and it was 48 chinese characters and the little boy who's 7 got 33 of the characters correct he remembered those chinese characters which can be very difficult um but his score uh his guess what his score was i mean it was 30 33 out of 48 guess what his mark was 60 70 yeah it should be like that yeah. but uh, he got zero um <gasps> and the reason is oh, you know wow. for every wrong chinese character he had it was a five mark deduction and when you've got a system like oh that and i'm not saying all schools are like that i'm not particularly saying which system but when you've got you know that particular 
teacher or that particular test that had that that focused so much on the failure on on the things that he got wrong rather than celebrating the fact that he got 33 Chinese characters Which right. Which wasn't even his mother tongue. <laughs> I'm all about celebrating small successes. I call it the three I's, um, um, incentivizing incremental improvements. So at every step of the way, if you give loud applause for for movement, that's the journey, right? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and I don't think people think like that. It's an either or. It's like a zero sum game. It's not great. Absolutely. My yeah. own son was rejected from a bilingual school. We wanted him to learn Mandarin, and um, but because we don't speak. Chinese at home and they said it's too difficult so he can't join. Well, exactly and that bothers me so much. It bothers me so much. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. We're like, um, because the onus shouldn't be on the family and on the children. It should be on the educators. The educators have a responsibility yeah. um, to <laughs> to educate. I mean, it makes me think of, you know, you get a lot of immigrant families who go to places like Canada or America or to the West uh, from, from say, Hong Kong, China, um, from other places of the world. Their families don't speak English. Yet the system you know, lets them. The, the system, you know, they, they don't say you don't speak English at home. You can't come to our yeah. school. That's so you think what it's doing to kids from these communities, right? You're basically condemning them to a life of very menial jobs because almost every job requires the language. So when you don't actually give them the skills, then what are you saying to that yeah. community? So, you know, we were lucky that he's, you know, in a really great school, but not everyone has that. But he, he still um, is on the back foot when it comes to, you know, um, Chinese, yeah. but he, you know, he's picking up and he has lots of Chinese friends, but that wasn't a great response. Absolutely. Wow, I feel like we we, we can talk so, so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm just we keep... have so many issues. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Debbie, congratulations also about your magazine. Mm. Um, you are very busy. You founded a magazine, uh, which is uh, to empower our youth. Tell us a little bit more. And let's not forget, I have a full time job. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know how you have the energy and the time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm very passionate about DEI um, um, and um, uh, that's diversity di- and equity and, and inclusion. inclusion. And the E is equity. Equity is not equality. Equity is opportunities. Do people have the same access to opportunities? And the example I gave you of the school right now is that lack of equity. So. Um, Two years ago, uh, it's a big long story and we don't have time for it. I founded a magazine for girls called I'm More Than a Cover, uh, I-M-T-A-C, and uh, the the website is morethanacover.com. And the idea was to give um, young, to give girls and young women who are making decisions now from the age of 12, 13 onwards on their life, where they may not have had access to the information or inspiration. They don't need to all become board members. They don't need to all become moms. They don't need to all become whatever that we say that we should be, right? They can become anything they want. So we showcase the careers and lives of all kinds of women, from acrobats to opera singers to board to you know um, athletes um, everything Um, and architects um, actuaries Um, 
we all have a, an agony aunt column, but we also showcase may, uh, allies, male allies who are talking about what men can do to help the conversation because it's not just us, right? It's not just women preaching to women. I like oh, to we say, need allies. Yeah, I like to say the, the slaves didn't free themselves. Yes, absolutely. They, you yeah. know, so, so everybody is in on this. Um, and so the magazine just interviews, we have some fantastic contributors. We talk about why it's important to build muscle. We talk about the pregnancy journey. Lots and lots. Um, so to be the voice for and from girls and women, you know, so girls can understand their options. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and the, why did you decide to, to is it an online magazine? It's an online, it's an easy, yeah. Yeah, and uh, who are some of the contributors you've got? And how do you find I just, some of these uh, women and girls? I have four, pa uh, three partners, um, and myself and my f fantastic partner, Kimberly Kletchka, who herself is a children's author, um, really great um, um, artistic creative director, Quincy, and Lulu, who's uh, our, our journalist and um, she draws a senior moment. I've lost yeah. the word, but and we invite, and I'm going to invite you to to be our next. <laughs> we invite lo like people from different walks, walks of, life, of life, you know, who are not like um, they are they are celebrities and in their own right, and they do so much work in their own right, but they're not like the Taylor Swift, so sure. you know anything of this world. They're just women who started out, had a dream and just did it, you know, against a lot of odds. And that's that's fantastic because we do need positive role modeling. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, seeing somebody maybe has a similar background to you, doing a job that perhaps you want to do, um, makes you think, right, maybe I can try that, that out. That is ex exactly right, yes. Yeah, um, I, I'm just also keeping an eye on the time as well. Debbie, finally, um, what other pipeline, what other things are in the pipeline? What other things are you working on at the moment? And um, and are you continuing to, to address uh, uh, this important issue of mental health in some of your upcoming projects? Um, I have three new songs coming out, um, which which two have already been recorded. They're mixing now and then working on, you know, uh, three more. Um, I'm on the board of um, directors of Kelly, so we've got a few things coming up in the planning, and that would be exciting for me because now I'll be participating in what what they're going to be doing or what we are going to be doing, right, and contributing to that. And um, and the next magazine comes out in January, so there'll be lots of more interviews and editing and so on. So yeah, you're and keeping my yourself day busy. Job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Debbie, we'll end the interview with your song from the Y. But before we do that, uh, very quickly, how can our listeners follow your work? How can they find out more about you? Have you got a website and your social media? Sure, my social media is at debramanis.com that's my handle d-e-b-o-r-a-h-m-a-n-n-a-s.com and so I'm on YouTube I have a website uh, sorry debramanis my handle but my um, website is debramanis.com Facebook YouTube and you can find me on any uh, digital um, music media Spotify iTunes TikTok Sadly, TikTok's not in Hong Kong, but everywhere, Tidal, whatever. Excellent. Deezer. All channels of communication channels. Is, is open. If you want to uh, get in touch with Debbie, uh, if you are struggling uh, with mental health and, 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 you know, if you have any interesting ideas, I'm sure Debbie is the person you can find. Um, 
Meers, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about the magazine because we're always looking for inspirational contributors. Excellent. You know, I have a lot of guests on the show who are very inspiring women. So definitely, you're, you're in the right place. Lots of uh, inspiring women uh, on, on, on brunch. Thank you so much for your time this morning. And uh, let's end the program, uh, the segment with your latest single from The Why. Thank you so much, thank Debbie Thank you. Thank you.